This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, it might be a bit difficult to wrap your head around this because of the weather we've been having, but water restrictions are going to be starting up soon in Metro Vancouver. And Daryl Masato, who is the utilities chair with Metro Vancouver, joins us on the line to talk a bit more about that. Daryl, thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. Uh, they're starting earlier this year. We're starting May 1st this year rather than May 15th. Uh, we've learned from past and we we feel that we have to start about two weeks earlier now because we can get uh, drier weather earlier than we had in the past. Uh, it is kind of difficult to think about that. Even looking outside this morning, it's pretty gray and it's been raining almost, if not every day. Um, but how are we as far as snowpack and water supply? So right now, uh, we're in very good shape. The snowpack is about 120%. So we're 20% above what we normally have in our snowpack. So that's a very good thing. Our reservoirs are getting close to being full. The cap line is down a little bit for some drum gate work, some maintenance, but we expect to have that up and running by the time we hit June. We want to have a full pool in all of our three reservoirs so that we're ready for a long, dry summer. And we don't have to go back that far to remember, uh, 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 you know, three or four months without rainfall, and that was 2015, where we, we uh, had a very unusual long, dry spell, and it can and will happen again. Are there any plans, uh, every time we talk about this and we talk about the population growing in Metro Vancouver and uh, when we get into those summers when there's not a lot of rain and we talk about the reservoirs going down, are, are there any plans to increase reservoir capacity? There are plans, yes. So uh, two things that we're doing right now. The first is working with BC Hydro, which owns the Coquitlam Reservoir, to have a deeper intake into that lake. So right now we have a, uh, a system that takes water from, from the equipment and distributes it uh, after it's been treated distributes it to our users uh we're, we're planning on putting a deeper intake so we can take more water out of that reservoir now it sounds like a simple thing but in fact that value alone is about a billion dollars to do so we're doing the, the planning for that the technical design for that so that we can have that we hopefully that we won't need that for 15 or 20 years second thing we're doing is looking at potentially raising the height of the seymour dam on the north shore raising the height of the dam so that it can contain more water so that, you know, 50, 70 years out, if we need to uh, store more water, we'll be able to do that at the Seymour. All right. And the idea, so with the water restrictions coming in May 1st, um, unless the weather changes a lot in the next couple of weeks, it probably still won't be top of mind for a lot of people. But it is, is it a matter of, of educating and just making sure that people are aware that these restrictions are in place? You're exactly right, Jill. Um, it's about education because right now it's a pretty tough sell to, to, to ask people to conserve water when we're getting tremendous amounts of rain. It's cold. It's not very nice. And people say, why should I bother? But we do have to educate ourselves and get into good habits so that when we do get these long, dry spells of, of dry weather, uh, that we have good habits. Right now, people in, in Metro Vancouver still use above the Canadian average in our water consumption. That's the bad news. The good news is, is that we are making changes. We are getting better. People are conserving water. We are learning. And that we are starting to reduce our water consumption year after year. So that's good. If we get into good habits when it's raining out, we know that we'll have very good habits when it's very dry and we need to conserve our water. Uh, do uh, many people get tickets or get uh, penalties for not following the rules? Uh, we, there are some municipalities that follow the rules. Are, are the people in municipalities that, that, that don't follow the rules, they get tickets. Um, one of the good things this year is that all the 21 uh, municipalities in Metro Vancouver have gotten together, and we 
we've streamlined our ticketing process so that the fines will be will be the same in each municipality and the enforcement will be up to municipalities, but we'll have a lot more uniform enforcement. So what you see in one municipality should pretty much be the same in, in another. So that's a very good thing this year that we've been working on. What is the fine if you are watering outside of your time? I believe the first fine is $50, and uh, it's up to each municipality to bring those in. They're doing that now. It will be coming to their local councils for endorsement. Uh, all our staff and the Metro Vancouver has supported it. So I expect I believe it's 50 for the first, and then it graduates up to $250 for a second fine. Um, of course, you know, you're allowed to issue warnings as well. We find that most of the people that are watering their lawns outside of the, the, the watering hours are doing no out of negligence, not out of uh, wanting to break the law. So once we educate them, once we let them know that they shouldn't be watering, once they set the timers on their watering machine, their, you know, their, their watering systems, uh, they, they conform. So that's a good thing. All right. So those all come in uh, May 1st, and I'm sure they can. Uh, people can get more information on the website if they're unclear on to what side of the street they're on and when they can water and whatnot. But May 1st is when it uh, happens this May year. First, yes, May 1st this year until October 15th. You can go to our Metro Vancouver website. All that information is there. And we're down to two mornings a week that you're allowed to water your lawn. Okay, excellent. Um, Daryl Masato, while I have you on the line, before I let you go, I do want to ask you as well about uh, the Metro Vancouver Board. It certainly has been uh, criticized a fair bit about the vote that uh, dealt with the 15% pay increase and the retroactive retirement uh, allowance. I'm curious if you were at the vote. I was at the vote. I voted for it, and I made a mistake. Uh, I've I've since... uh said that I should not have voted for the retroactivity. For sure, it's the wrong thing to do. I had concerns before, but you know what? Uh, I'm glad people spoke out, no doubt about that. So it's going to be reconsidered on April the 27th by Chair Moore, and uh, we brought back. Um, I will be voting against the retroactivity. Uh, with regards to the 15% wage increase, that would happen for January 1st of next year. The federal government has uh, taken away the one-third tax-free stipend for your expenses, so that was just meant to keep your salary whole, what you were getting in the in, in the past. Uh, of course, I've announced that I won't be running, so that won't affect me. But I do believe that these people should be paid uh, what they've made this year, next year. So I'll be supporting that section. Have you claimed expenses in the past, as well as having that the the tax free portion? No, we're not we're not allowed to do that. Right, because uh, Michael Smith, the mayor of West Van, had said that had had raised the issue of double dipping and saying that some members of the board were doing both. Well, I can't speak for Michael Smith, but you you are not allowed to to when we file our tax returns. I don't file anything for uh, for um, reimbursement of those fees because we get a one third tax free allowance. So right. that would be uh, that would be wrong. And just what you, you voted for it. Did you think at the time, though, when it was done, so added to the agenda late and done in a way that seemed quite secretive, did that not seem odd to you or seem wrong? Well, I, it wasn't done secretive. It was done like we did on all other agendas. It was put in the agenda. Uh, the media wasn't there, but that's, uh, you know, that's up to the media whether they attend meetings or not. But you didn't uh, even have a roll call. Like there was no record of it. Yeah, well, most votes are like that, Jill. Most votes at uh, Metro Vancouver are done. Uh, only if you do a poll vote or a recorded vote that they do that. Um, and the, vote, the people that voted uh, were opposed to it, that were not supportive at the time, were asked if they wanted the names recorded. I understand a couple said they did, and some said they voted against it, but they didn't have their names recorded. However, I think the most important thing to say is that it's going to come back on the 27th of April, 
and uh, I will be supporting stopping the retroactivity for sure, and that's not going to happen. All right, Daryl Masato, thank you so much. We're out of time. I appreciate you joining the show today. Thanks, Joe. All right, that is uh, Daryl Masato. He is the utilities chair uh, at the Metro Vancouver Board, and uh, there we go. We were talking water restrictions uh, as well as that vote that's coming back in uh, on April 27th. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.